Now, fellows and girls, isn't it swell to be popular? Isn't it a grand and glorious feeling to know that other people like you? Well, speaking of popularity, perhaps you've noticed this. That the most popular fellows and girls are almost always the hardy, healthy fellows and girls. The ones who always seem to be bubbling over with pep and energy, always right up there on top, feeling like a million. Well, I know that's how you ought to be, too. Healthy, happy, and popular with all your friends. But remember this. You can't be healthy, happy, and popular unless you get the right kind of food. And unless you're willing to eat it. So, here's what you want to do. You want to see that you're getting the right kind of food. Food that gives you all the things you must have to really be in tip-top condition. And that's why thousands of smart young fellows and girls are starting to drink Ovaltine. Because Ovaltine gives you a special combination of strength-building foods that may be short in the food you eat. Things you need to make you feel hale and hearty and full of life so other fellows and girls will really like you. You see, the thing to do is to keep yourself right up to snuff all the time. Because when you're feeling good and looking good, people just naturally like you better. So why don't you start drinking Ovaltine regularly two or three times a day? And see if it doesn't give you the very things you need to be healthier and peppier and more popular. So ask your mother and dad to get you a jar of Ovaltine at your corner grocery or drugstore and start drinking it right away. Mix yourself a creamy smooth glassful and enjoy it with meals or between meals every single day. And now we begin a new and thrilling chapter. Prisoner of the Japs with Captain Midnight and the Secret Squadron. Last time you remember, Captain Midnight and the faithful Ichabod Mudd were forced to bail out from their dive bomber when a Jap suicide pilot flew into them and tore off their left wing. They reached temporary safety in the darkening waters below, but Mudd suffered a wrenched shoulder, and they could not make very fast progress toward the smoke-shorted island. In the meantime, Chuck and Joyce have been searching desperately for them, flying low over the ocean with their landing light. In the darkening waters off the island, however, Captain Midnight and Mud were discovered by a Jap patrol boat, which has been machine-gunning all Americans found in the water. Captain Midnight ordered Mud to dive and swim underwater. As our present scene opens, the two members of the secret squadron have reached the surface restless on the opposite side of the Jap patrol boat. Listen, as Captain Midnight whispers sharply. Yeah. Uh, well, the searchlight is like quiet. Get your breath. Okay, Captain. They're swinging that searchlight this way. Get ready to dive. Okay, I'm ready. You get the way. Now, come up close to the boat. My lungs. Combustion. Look out. That light, it's blinded. Come on, Captain. No, not the move. I aim over Pitchoff. If move, you are dead. Don't move, but then this is it. Yes, American dog. This is end of secret squadron rack. Quick! Put him on board! Yes, sir. 
think we'd been better off we'd let him shoot? Uh, perhaps, Ricky. But we're still alive. The rest of those they found in the water didn't have this much chance. <laughs> oh, this is a surprise to me, Captain Midnight. But a most welcome meeting, indeed. Admiral Himokito, very angry. And now he will be very happy to see you. All right, come on. Let's get started. Yes, sir, Captain Midnight. Admiral Himokito will wish to question you. Then I do not think you will have wrong for them. Leaving Captain Midnight in mud for the moment, we go a short distance of three miles to the south, where the American dive bomber manned by Chuck Ramsey and Joyce is circling vainly over the choppy waters. Both the young secret squadron agents are greatly discouraged. Listen as Joyce exclaims over the interphone. Well, I guess it just isn't any use, Chuck. We've covered the water for miles around. We've seen plenty of men, but none of them were kept in midnight naked. And we've seen plenty of them killed, too. Can you imagine a thing like that? These Jap patrol boats machine gunning every American they find in the water? Well, what else can we expect? The Japs have proven that they're savages time and time again. But look, Chuck, no news is good news. Maybe Captain Midnight Nicky have been able to swim into the smoke screen. No, I don't think so. They wouldn't have had time to get there. From where they bailed out, it must be at least five or six miles to the edge of the smoke screen. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Well, I guess there's no use staying out here any longer. Commander McDonald will think we've been shot down. And anyway, we probably haven't got much gas left. Loop and loops. We're almost out of gas now. Wouldn't that be an awful thing to run out of gas and have to land on the water? One of those patrol boats would be sure to see us. And we can get what so many others have gotten already. Yeah, I'm heading for the island right now. It'll take time to get on the ground by the radio landing beam. And I think we've got barely enough. Secret Squadron Agent Ramsey reporting, Commander McDonald. Secret Squadron Agent Ryan reporting, Commander McDonald. Why, George, I'm certainly glad to see you, too. I was beginning to think that... Well, I guess you know what. Yes, sir. We know, all right. And I'm awfully sorry, sir. I guess I should have returned to the island a long time ago. I can understand very well, Chuck. I, uh... Well, I'm awfully sorry about Captain Midnight and Mud. But I've sent our crews to comb the waters southeast of the island. They have portable radios with them, and they're reporting as soon as they find anyone. They've already rescued 47 men. Uh, in the meantime, all we can do is wait. Yes, I guess that's all. Uh, by the way, did you notice the difference in the smoke screen when you came in? Hope and loops. I was so worried about Captain Midnight and Mud, I didn't think about it. But the smoke screen was thicker and larger. As soon as the first flying fortress was on the ground and in the hangar... It started unloading vapor tanks. And within two minutes after that, crews were on their way carrying fresh supplies to the submarines. Jiminy, Chuck, isn't that swell? Yeah, I'll say it is. Oh, gosh, who's this coming? Why, it's Colonel McDowell. Yes, he took personal command of the fortresses flying from New Guinea. We're awfully glad to see you, Colonel McDowell. And I'm certainly glad to see you, Joyce. You also, Chuck. Thank you, sir. We... we have some bad news for you. But perhaps you've heard about it already. You mean about Captain Midnight and Mud? Yes, Chuck. I heard it a few minutes ago. I... Well, I, I'm terribly sorry. But we mustn't give up hope too soon. Hundreds of pilots have disappeared in the South Pacific and have been found again. Oh, I know, sir, but... It, well, it's pretty hard when you've been as close to Captain Midnight as we have. Yes, Joyce, I, I know. Well, for the moment, let's talk about something else. I came to see Commander McDonough about future plans, and I think this is an opportune time. 
I understand that you, Chuck, were to be Captain Midnight's successors, commander of the Secret Squadron. That's right, sir. Yes, Colonel, that was the way Captain Midnight wanted it. Then we three must form a council to work out future strategy. Hadn't I better withdraw? No, not at all, Joyce. We'd be glad to have you remain with us. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to go in the radio room and listen to reports from the searching parties. Of course, Joyce. I understand perfectly. Go right ahead. I'll be back in a little while. There's one thing I didn't get a chance to ask you, Commander McDonough. Yes? How many fortresses got through the Japs and landed on the island? Thirty-seven, Chuck. Thirty-seven out of fifty. But there were ten of the dive bombers lost. That makes fourteen we have left. I consider that we were highly fortunate, Chuck. I've flown combat for a long time, and frankly, I've never seen anything like what happened before we entered the smokescreen. You saw everything, Chuck, but from what Colonel McDonald says, it must have been the most appalling sight ever seen by human eye. It was, Commander McDonough. I could never have imagined anything like it. Jap Zero pilots formed above the fortresses and then dove ten or more at a time vertically through the fortress group. Each Jap pilot picked out an American plane and headed straight for it. He opened with his guns and kept them blazing away until he collided with the plane he was aiming at. Of course, you understand, Commander McDonough, that huge numbers of the Jap planes never reached us. They were blown to bits by the concentrated fire of all the fortresses and the dive bombers protecting them. But the shattered bits of wreckage falling through the air proved a constant danger. Yes, the wings of the fortresses are plenty battered. Well, gentlemen, let's get down to business. When we left New Guinea, 25 fortresses carried fresh supplies of vapor tanks for the smokescreen. By design, those planes were placed in the center of the formation. And therefore, 23 of them were able to land here. And therefore, we have a large enough supply of Formula Y-24 to last us three weeks. Yes, and there's a fleet of 20 submarines on the way with more. Yes, Chuck. We're all set now. The Japs can't possibly prevent our keeping up the smoke screen. And from now on, fresh supplies of vapor, bombs, guns, more personnel, everything necessary for the defense and operation of this island base will be coming here by submarine and plane in our constant stream. Then, then our mission has been successful. Yes, Chuck, it has. And knowing that, over an hour ago, while you and Joyce were out searching desperately for Captain Midnight, I took the liberty of sending a radio message to Major Steele. And here's his reply. Thank you, sir. Congratulations to the Secret Squadron and Lieutenant Mark Cross for the finest job ever done. Do everything possible to find Captain Midnight and Ichabod Mudd. Signed, Major Barry Steele. Let me add my congratulations too, Chuck. You and your comrades have done a wonderful job. We couldn't have done it without you and your submarines, Commander McDonough. You and your men deserve as much credit as we. But we're not through yet. Surrounding this island right now are some of the biggest aircraft carriers and battleships in the Japanese Navy. Oh, what a chance we've got. Oop and loops, I'll say. And we can't control these waters around here until we get rid of those carriers. Exactly. By sinking them, we'll force the Japs to send planes from bases a long distance away. And that'll be plenty tough for fighters. So, we're going to attack at daybreak. You'll be second in command under Major Preston of the dive bombers. And it's the dive bombers that we're looking to to sink the aircraft carriers. And leaving the three to discuss plans for the mighty blow at the Japs the following morning... We go beyond the smokescreen to the east, where Admiral Himakito's huge aircraft carrier is restlessly riding the choppy waves. It is now late at night. The carrier is shrouded in darkness. But below decks, in the naval officer's headquarters, bright lights are burning. Admiral Himakito is seated at his desk looking at casualty reports. Angrily, he shouts to an assistant standing at attention. I do not believe it. We could not have lost so many planes. So many pirates. Well, Excellency, you ordered us to dive into American planes. But over 400 planes, I tell you, it cannot be. Open the door. Yes, Excellency. 
Ah, so it is Captain Kaga. And where have you been, Captain Kaga? Oh, I have been on a patrol board, Admiral Himikito. We have saved many Japanese pirates, and we have killed many American pirates. Uh, but uh, not all of them. What do you mean by that? You know my orders. Not one American was to be taken from water arrived. It is true, Excellency, that I have uh, disobeyed orders. I am uh, very, uh, very shy. I, I think in uh, this case... Who have you taken from water? Wherever he is, you will bring him here. I will kill him with my pistol. Oh, but uh, certainly, Excellency. Bring in American dogs. Yes, a couple of cargoes. Next time I give you orders, you will... What is this? I am uh, very, uh, very sorry, Admiral Himikito. I uh, have the same orders. Give me pistol no, and I should... No, you will not. You have disobeyed orders. But this time, I will give you murder for capturing Captain Midnight. With hearts pounding, Captain Midnight and Ichabod Mudd stand in the operation room of the Jap aircraft carrier and wonder if perhaps it would have been better if they had never been pulled out of the water. But mighty forces are working in their favor. At daybreak, the furious attack of the American dive bombers and flying fortresses will take place. But daybreak is many hours away. Will Captain Midnight and Mud last that long? Don't miss the action as we continue this exciting chapter. Prisoner of the Japs. And now, a word of warning. Never confuse Ovaltine with any of those chocolate flavorings for milk. And don't ever think Ovaltine is like those chocolate-flavored drinks made with skim milk that are delivered to your home in bottles. No, Ovaltine is nothing like these. Ovaltine is in a class by itself. It's an important supplementary food drink recognized the world over again as an ideal strengthening food. Now remember that and never accept any kind of substitute. Start drinking Ovaltine today and don't forget, only Ovaltine can give Ovaltine results. And tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, to Captain Midnight. Until tomorrow then, this is Pierre Andre, your Ovaltine announcer, saying goodbye and happy... Be glad,